With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. The Volume. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. 
So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can get all your favorite sports, movies, and shows together. So you can watch new episodes of your favorite reality shows live or binge old episodes on demand. Either way, get ready for some drama. And the best part? DirecTV Stream has no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. The J-Boy Show is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet all the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. Uh, there's one. Uh, there's many reasons why I like using it. I mean, betting on the NFL, they're America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use, it's safe and secure, but I love the fast payouts. I'm huge on that, and you get it as quick as two hours. That's tough to find and even harder to beat. Uh, and, you know... The convenience of it, you know, that there's a lot going on. There's a lot of games, whether it's live betting, whether it's betting before the games, you know, the spread, are you taking the overs, the unders? They make it unbelievably easy to use. And the boosts, the odds, the specials that they run uh, are unbelievable. You get risk-free bets and same-game parlays. You get enhanced odd markets and a ton more. It's just a win-win for everybody. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with the promo code JBOY. That's J-B-O-Y. Let them know that I sent you. 21 and older and present in Arizona. Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Live from the College Football Hall of Fame, welcome to the J-Boy Show on the volume. Presented by FanDuel and hosted by Jake Crane. This is Roman Harper. This is Derek Stigley Jr. This is David Pollock, and you're watching the J-Boy Show. And you're watching the J-Boy Show. And thanks for watching the J-Boy Show. All right, everybody, it is Thirsty Thursday. I have not been assassinated by anybody from the state of Oklahoma yet, so we're back <laughs> again. We're back again uh, on a Thursday. Appreciate you appreciate you guys joining us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the notification button, and hit the like button if you like it. You know, if not, totally understand. It's free country. Hit whichever one you want. Shout out to the Booster Club, the greatest grassroots movement, as we have said. I mean, what have we had? What have we said? The Renaissance. Since front lawns. The yeah. Industrial Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> Since, Capital democracy. Yeah, yeah, since corn, a lot of big since corn was movement. a thing. You it's know? like since our own corn Boston Tea Party thing. over here. It's, it's a real <laughs> thing. But now, shout out to the Booster Club. Make sure you get your questions in. But like I said, hit that subscribe button. Got a great show for you today. Uh, Going to talk about this Lane Kiffin and Miami stuff. A report from Andy Slater came out today that Lane Kiffin would take the Miami job if it was offered to him. It's got to be open first. Manny Diaz is still there. I want to dive into that and how that does make sense. I mean, it, if you look at that fit, I'm going to kind of talk about the, you know, Ole Miss and then Miami and and, and what fits Lane's personality a little bit more. But also, I want to dive into something else that ha- has been brought to the forefront, obviously, yesterday with us uh, releasing that, that Lincoln Riley has been offered. Say that again, that Lincoln Riley has been offered 
an eight-year, $12 million a year, so $96 million contract, waiting to see if he's going to take it. Looks like Mel Tucker is going to sign that extension, making him uh, one of the highest-paid coaches in college football, 10 years, $95 million. We're going to talk about, can he build a monster at Michigan State? Is it possible to build something long-lasting and devastating to other teams in the Big Ten at Michigan State? I want to talk about that, but I want to go over the pros and cons of LSU and Oklahoma. Which is a better job? And I have five categories that we're going to compare and see which is the better job. And I'm going to get to the Booster Club and, and read their comments live when we get to that. Jalen Wattemeyer, tight end from Texas A&M, is going to join us. But Tony Barnhart from the SEC Network uh, also does some other writing as well. I'm going to let him plug. Is going to join us to talk everything college football from the playoff picture right now. Bam in Georgia, what's the gap? Uh, looking at Auburn and Brian Harson, we're going to go over everything. And then, of course, our bets went 5-1 last night Ooh. in action. That's right, 5-1. Somehow... By the grace of something, the NIU Buffalo overhit in overtime. You had NIU minus one and a half. I had the I over did. at 59 and a half. It hit 60. You talk about threading you love the needle, boys. By the hook. That was threading the needle. <laughs> told you we could thread it. And, I told and you we, we could said thread yesterday, it. you took Buffalo NIU under first half, hit, and then the overhit. That's what we call a discount double check. That's right. <laughs> it, it doesn't get much better than that. But, but, I want to start with this Andy Slater. Or excuse me, Miami and Lane Kiffin situation. So Andy Slater, a very reputable guy, put out according to what he's hearing that Lane Kiffin would accept the job if it was open and Miami offered. And you say, okay, do you think that's credible? I don't think that's far-fetched to think about. I, I don't think that's outside of the realm of making sense. Here it is. Lane Kiffin from Andy Slater on Twitter. Lane Kiffin would leave Ole Miss for the University of Miami if the Hurricanes' head coaching job were to open. Multiple sources close to, close to Lane Kiffin tell him. I don't think this is out of the realm of possibility. Because when you're looking at the two, let's just look at it. With the lay of the land right now, and it looks like we're going to go to a 12-team playoff, I hope. Do you think it's easier to make the playoff at Ole Miss or Miami? We all know you can win at Miami. It's been done before. Now, they need to make investments. Do they have the money to pay what needs to be paid to get the guy there to do the job? I think they could scrape it up. But if you look at the ACC right now, Clemson down this year, have they lost a little mo? I think they'll be back. But outside of that, who scares you in the ACC, really? Who do you look around the ACC and go, damn, those guys worry me. When you're at Ole Miss, and Ole Miss is having a heck of a year, but I don't know if you can sustain and have championship success at Ole Miss, even in your own division, let alone the conference. Forget, the, forget Georgia and the way Tennessee's trending right now, and if Florida makes the right decision, South Carolina and Shane Beamer's going to be a problem eventually, but you're in the West. LSU, I mean, LSU, Bama, Auburn, Arkansas and Sam Pittman, the Pirate at Mississippi State. It's a lot harder, in my opinion, to win a championship at Ole Miss than it is at Miami or to get there. Or to get there. And that's a big deal. Now, you take that out of it. And I got my five. I'll use, I'll use the five pros and, the pros and cons we're going to use for Oklahoma. And LSU. Okay. Number one, recruiting. You can recruit at Miami. Not that you can't recruit at Ole Miss, but Miami has the swag and all that stuff has sold itself and will continue to sell itself. And he's already recruited Florida. And he's yeah. already recruited Florida. And he's been down there at Boca. 
at FAU. And Lane loves the water. There's a reason they called him Joey Freshwater. <laughs> he did not, and I'm not saying he's going out there and getting hammered. I think he loves that lifestyle. Not that Oxford isn't great, but Oxford and Miami, Oxford and Boca, let's get real. Let's be honest. So recruiting, I feel like you have a higher ceiling at Miami overall than you do at Ole Miss. I really believe that. Fan base. We know Miami fans. Not that all of them are front runners, but when it's going good, Miami can be as popping as anybody. But mm-hmm. you look at the crowds that they've had, you look at the facilities, it's not great. So I'll, I'll almost put a wash there. I'll almost put a wash there in fan base. Because Ole Miss fans show up in droves. At the Grove. Oh, that at the Grove. Grove. Baseball, at the Grove. Yeah. football. They care. Tad pad basketball. So fan base, to me, I would actually lean Ole Miss. But when Miami's cooking, they come out of the woodwork from one coast to the other. Everybody loves Miami. Everybody loves being the bad guy sometimes. Three, resources. This is another tight one. This is another tight one. Miami right now does not have great facilities. They don't. It's been a knock on them and Florida State. Ole Miss has shown you they're not afraid to invest because they have to. You are in a nuclear arms race in the SEC, and you've got a little cachet. And we know Ole Miss has money. Ole Miss got old money. That Manning money. Ole Miss got that money that's seen, gone for generations. So don't we can't sit here and say Ole Miss doesn't have money. Now Miami, I don't know how Miami isn't super rich. I don't know. They're a private school, right? Indeed. So I think they can scrape it up when they have to. All right? Championship access. Championship access. Here, to me, is the biggest one. And it goes back to my first point. If you're Lane, and Lane, to me, has kind of embraced being the bad guy a little bit, even though he's really not a bad guy. Doesn't really do crazy stuff off the field as bad of a rap as he's gotten. But do you just not feel like Lane Kiffin kind of embracing the dark side, Blaine Patine style, and going to Miami, that that's not just, that's not a good fit? To me, you can make the same argument for Hugh Freeze going to Miami. Sometimes you have to embrace the darkness. Sometimes you've got to be Anakin. See how it is. You know, take a walk on the wild side. Can you imagine, too, the PR storm Mm -hmm. that Lane going to Miami would bring, not only in the recruiting circles, but on social media? Miami's brand, not that it's not popping, but it would just start popping just like it used to be. That's why I don't think this is too far-fetched. And let's not not pick any bones here. Lane likes being the center of attention. He's catching water bottles out out the way, golf Golf balls, balls, going ham on social media, get the popcorn ready before the Bama game. You don't think that plays at Miami? He'll have them wearing camo shorts walking around everywhere, man. Like when they got off the plane to play Notre Dame or Nebraska, whoever it was. They would embrace the darkness. What does it say on on the interview? One ring to rule them all, and the (laughs) darkness shall bind them. Uh, It almost feels like he could finish what he started at Southern Cal. Right, like he wants maybe to be he Vader. got that job a little bit too young in life, right? The Southern Cal job, maybe but they're very comparable. Miami and Southern California, right? Coastal schools, kind of that same vibe to them. It feels like he could go and take advantage of that coast the way he was starting to with Southern California, but made some you, personal mistakes. And and you can get athletes to go to Miami. You want to talk speed. about running offense? Yeah. And like speed. you said, he was down there in Boca. He knows the lay of the land. This isn't a oh man, this is cool. Where's everything at? Just he knows how to go down there. You mix Lane Kiffin with Ed Reed, 
Stop. Talking, like yeah. Lane fits Stop. the perfect bad boy image. He does. The, that Miami he does. has prior and what Lane has, what Lane has been. And the thing about Lane is he doesn't have to try to fit that narrative. It just naturally happens. And people will say, and they'll make the argument, why the hell would you leave Ole Miss? And listen, again, like yeah. we've always said, two things can be true at once. Or a leverage play here, maybe, yeah, yeah, to stay It's always Miss, a leverage you know? play. It's always a The leverage play is either the backup plan or it's the main play. Mm-hmm. It's either the backup plan or it's the main play. But I think Lane likes doing things that other people don't think he would do. I think Lane likes going left when everybody else says go right. Okay. When everybody else says, hey, man, why would you leave Ole Miss? you got it cooking right now. You're in the SEC, this, that, and the other. But again, if you go back and look, if you get Miami right, do you have a better chance of making the 12-team playoff at Ole Miss, where you may get lost behind Georgia, Alabama, and Auburn, LSU, of Florida, Tennessee sneaks in there for at large spots? Or you go to Miami, and you're having to just really compete against Clemson right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You would be going to the ACC at the perfect time. Yep. And if Clemson does relinquish their role, somebody's got to yeah. take it. Somebody's got to take the mantle. And kids would flock to Miami to play for Lane because you want the bad boy image. Mm-hmm. We could have the Martin Lawrence, Will Smith. You know, we <laughs> ride together. We die together. Bad boys for life. The turnover, the turnover lane? And the state. The <laughs> state. The state right now. Even, I mean, the, you the look at the landscape the ACC, it, the it looks great. The state is up state for grabs. Right now, it's you go to grabs. Florida State, you look around that it's state, you look at Florida. For grabs. Florida's in limbo right now. Yeah. There is a lane, and what a better person to come mm-hmm. fill that, that lane than, than Lane, lane. Mm-hmm. That's exactly There's no Bobby Bowden. Or Urban Meyer over there it's right now. It's up for grabs. Look, so let me it, ask you this. I don't think he'd be wrong either way. I, I think Lane's I in a great it. spot. So let me ask you this. Let's assume Miami wants to make a move, and let's assume that they have the money necessary to make one of these hires here. With three names here, Mario Cristobal, yep. right, kind of top of the game, and played there, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Lane Kiffin, who we're talking about, yep. or what we discussed yesterday, Hugh Freeze, yep. right? Those three options, what do you think? Best one? Yeah. Best the Grand fit, Slam would best. be Mario Cristobal. Okay. But, With the alma mater but play. I think you've got to – I don't know if they can scrape up enough Quan to get Mario Cristobal there. So you no. think that – It's going to take a lot. You're going to have to drop a bag at Mario's feet for him to get so over So you think there. Kiffin would be – they wouldn't have to pay Kiffin as much. I mean, obviously Hugh Freeze, mm, I think – I think you got a better chance of getting Kiffin at the price you can afford than Mario Cristobal. As crazy as that sounds. Gotcha. Uh, that Mario was – because, look, Mario don't have to go anywhere right now. Mm-hmm. He's running the Pac-12. I mean, and if Miami can pony up enough, if that new AD, and we've got to understand, too, they're, they're hiring a new AD, all right? And Pat Chun, and I get it. There's a lot of people say at FAU that the president was the one that hired Lane Kiffin, not Pat Chun, and they went behind Pat Chun's back. I don't know if Pat Chun's going to get the job, but there is a connection there with Lane Kiffin because he was the AD when Lane Kiffin was hired at FAU. And even if you didn't hire him, you had to interact with him. There's a relationship there. So, you know... When I when I look at it from those three, best situation, Mario Cristobal. Most likely situation, Lane or Hugh, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's yeah. that's pretty well laid out. And we're going to get Tony Barnhart in here. I'm going to ask him about him. He's going to hop in in a second. But, I mean, when you look at it, go ahead, Blaine. What's the Booster Club saying? Um, we got a question here from Kyle Kennedy. He says, hashtag AskJBoy. He says, how long do you think it would take Kiffin to turn around Miami program and compete for an SEC championship playoff spot? Complete for an, compete for an SEC championship? A- uh, the ACC championship or playoff spot. Oh, well, with the transfer portal, I think he could turn it around in a year, two years tops. Look, with the transfer portal now, it's you can, you can flip it. Like I said, it's like that TLC show. Flip my house. You've got to press the right buttons. 
you got to press the right buttons. you got to bring in the right people. But now, Jim Mora called it basically free agency. We had him in here two days ago. New head coach of UConn. That's what it is. That's what it is. So, you know, follow the bouncing balls. Free agency, you can get better players quicker, more experienced players quicker. Now you can get more of them that the intake rule has changed. So your ability to flip a place like Miami, you're able to flip it faster. Yeah, and you're not having to redo the foundation. You just got to put in new floors. Yeah, and another thing we kind of talked about yesterday, do you think Lane would take a certain amount of guys with him to Miami from Ole Miss? Yeah, I think every coach will. I mean, again, you're going to have some guys. That's why, you know, you have some recruits that pick the school because of the school. Then you have some you have some people that pick the school because of the coach. And you always have that. It, it'll be split. That's just how it works. So, yeah, I think Lane will take some with him. I think you'd see some younger guys. But Miami, it would turn the city of Miami and Pahokee and Dade and Duval. And he would turn it upside down. They'd start getting all of them. And especially the offense. You know about receivers? They'd receive, they'd receive more than Colonial Bank, man. And, and if I'm not wrong, I'm pretty sure they have a freshman quarterback in Miami who's been playing extremely well. well the Van Dyke Yeah, kid? he's been playing better and better each game. You look, can tell that. And look, you give him I, lane at the helm? We got Tony Barnhart. I'm going to bring Tony in and ask him about this. All right. Here he is now. Mr. Barnhart, it's always a pleasure. Hey, guys. Good to see you, man. Well, right off the bat, we're talking about Lane Kiffin in Miami. Obviously, Andy Slater put out that report earlier uh, talking about he would you know, be interested in the job. What are your thoughts on if, if Lane would entertain it, if you think it would, you know, what type of move it would be, or if there's a chance of that? Well, I, uh, just my personal opinion right now, you're going to have to convince me that Miami's a better job. Uh, Miami of 2001 was a better job. Uh, but is Miami today a better job? One where you've got to get from your campus and ride 45 minutes to, for the students to watch the game. Uh, for things and facilities and things like that, I think he's better off staying in the SEC. But uh, no, I, what Miami used to be and what it is now are two completely different things. What well, do you, and again, they have this AD search going on, and you're right. I mean, and I don't think it's good for college football. Florida State hasn't been what they've been. Miami hasn't been what they've been. Texas hasn't been what they've been. USC hasn't. Michigan, up until this year, really hasn't. But, you know, I find it fascinating this time of year. And I asked a question yesterday, Tony, and kind of opined on it, and I want your thoughts. We're, we have a ton of demand for head coaches, and you're about to have more. You don't know what's going to happen at Florida. You look at Miami, uh, Rice. Uh, there's some other schools right now where it's kind of up in the air. Do you think there's going to be enough supply in the head coaching pool to meet up with the demand of what's going to be asked? Because, you know, I don't. you're going to have some schools scraping the bottom of the barrel at some point, Tony. No, the supply absolutely is being outstripped by the demand. There's no, there's no question about that. And you're going to look up, and some guy's going to get one of these jobs, and you're going to go, huh? How did that happen? <laughs> so, no, there, there are too many people who are – listen, there aren't that many great coaches in the world. There aren't that many good coaches in the world, to tell you the truth. And you, and it's just it's just hard when you're making this many – what do we got, 12, 13 changes yep. already? I believe like it's 13 that? right now. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just really – which is why the athletic directors panic when they, when they make a change and they go ahead and do it now because they're convinced that this, that the supply of really good coaches is limited mm-hmm. and they got to jump in there right now. Yeah, and, and you know, I want to ask you one more coaching carousel question, then I want to get to the playoff and everything that's going on. What do you think of the fit that Lincoln Riley would be at LSU, just hypothetical? Do you think that would be a fit that would behoove LSU, behoove Lincoln Riley? What would you think if that move was made? I think anybody who has 
the knowledge and skill of calling offenses and working with quarterbacks would fit in just about anywhere. That's a great uh, point. O- o- <laughs> Oklahoma is a great place. LSU is a great place. They both care about football very, very deeply. And so, yeah, in that regard, I think, I think Lincoln Riley would fit in there very nicely. Yeah, I, I don't think you're you're barking up the wrong tree again. You know, knowledge travels. Being able to implement it, it travels, and and we've seen it uh, on multiple occasions with guys like Lincoln. Uh, but to switch gears, Tony, looking at the playoff rankings, I just every time Gary Barta opens his mouth to me, he says something that doesn't make sense. It's like I'm living in opposite world. Can you somehow Bletchley Park this thing for me and explain to me how you can put Oregon in front of Ohio State but put Michigan in fr- and but put Michigan in front of Michigan State when they both have the same amount of losses and you took the head-to-head with Oregon and you're not going to take the head-to-head with Michigan State? Well, no, you can't explain it because it's illogical. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's totally illogical. The, the only saving grace from all of this, and I, I think Gary Barra, who's, who by all accounts is a very good man, he, the, using don't ever use the phrase putting the games aside. Let's just don't, yeah. let's just oh. understand. Let's oh. all agree that that is a that is a that is a phrase we can't use. The saving grace in all this, Jake, is it's not going to matter because because Michigan State and yep. Michigan are going to play both play Ohio State down the stretch, mm-hmm. and I promise you, it's going to get resolved, and Ohio State is going to be in the college football playoffs. So at the end of the day, while illogical. Uh, it's not going to matter who goes to the playoffs. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why the aliens won't talk to us, I think, when they look at those rankings. They're like, nope, they're not ready yet. They're not ready for disclosure. They, they obviously just can't make logical decisions. And it's like saying, you know, besides the murder, he's really not a bad guy. Putting aside the murder, <laughs> he's really a good guy. Never, really? Yeah, it never works when you say setting aside the games. Uh, but, but, Tony, looking at, at what, you know, and I hate to assume, but I think we're far enough down the road, especially with what's gone on with Bo Nix at Auburn, to think that Alabama is going to be representing the SEC West in the SEC Championship. But it's a sports show, and we can play hypothetical games. So, matchup Alabama and Georgia. How do you see it going right now? The key when Alabama and Georgia play is going to be, can Alabama take Bryce Young and make big plays out of the passing game? You're not going to drive the ball 80 yards on 12 plays against the Georgia defense. Uh, what Tennessee was able to do early was sort of a roadmap of what you can do. Uh, the Georgia secondary is good, not great. The front seven at Georgia is great, very great. So that's what you have. You have to make big plays against the Georgia defense in the passing game to have a chance to beat them. And you can't turn the ball over. And so we'll see. And what what is Georgia going to be able to do against the Alabama defense, which, again, is good, not great, but mm-hmm. is Stetson Bennett fourth going to keep playing at this level? If he keeps playing at this level, Georgia's going to be really hard to beat. How long – and just got a couple more for you. Tony Barnhart here, SEC Network Analyst. You can find him everywhere. I'm going to let him plug uh, where all his other stuff is at the end. How long do you see Todd Munkin and Dan Lanning being at Georgia? I, at some point, somebody's got to hire Dan Lanning. I, I mean, it's, yeah. we, everybody talks about Todd Munkin, but somebody's got to hire Dan Lanning, right? I, I feel like I'm losing my mind. We're talking about all these other guys, and nobody's talking about Dan Lanning. Yeah, Dan Lanning is a great coach, and he's, he's, and he's doing it with great players. And you always wonder, if you got a great coach, what, what will he do if he gets great players? Well, now you know. Yeah. Uh, so somebody's going to – yeah, somebody's going to definitely hire Dan Lanning. But the key to all of this, Jake – I call it the Bobby Stoops effect. 
the Bob Stoops thing. Bob Stoops had several chances to leave Florida as the defensive coordinator. And I remember sitting in his office and he told me, he said, you know, I'm going to wait for that really good job. He said, I'm not going to go to any named school that I won't name, but it was not, not be a great situation uh, in terms of winning. He said, I'm going to wait to get the kind of job where mm-hmm. I've got everything that I need to win. And that's what Dan Lanning can do. Dan Lanning can say, you know, I'm not going to this job. I'm going to that job. So th- well, you know that, who that sounds that like. Key. Yeah, well, well, one of of these crazy athletic directors who thinks you got to score 50 points a game, will he he, he hire a defensive-oriented coach? That's ultimately one of the biggest questions, Jake, is everything's leaning towards offense. Everybody wants to light up the scoreboard. Will you hire a a Kirby Smart? Will you hire a Dan Lanning? Somebody like that. Yeah, well, Kirby Smart took the same method that Dan Lanning took. He could have taken a bunch of jobs. He waited and waited and waited, and then he got the right one. But, Tony, great stuff as usual, my friend. Tell everybody where they can find your work. Uh, It's always an honor to have you on. Sure. Well, we're certainly on Twitter, Mr. CFB, and and all of our written stuff with me and my two business partners is on TMG College Sports, which is under the SI.com umbrella. So it's SI.com slash colleges slash TMG, and you get all the stuff that we write during the week. Definitely. Well, Tony, I appreciate it, brother. Let's do this again soon. I know there's going to be something crazy popping off in the news eventually anyways. All right, Jake. It's always going to be with you. The college football season is in full swing, and you can make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook. And right now, all customers get a $10 parlay bet bonus. Just place a $20 parlay bet and get a $10 bonus, win or lose. Here's the four-legger parlay I got for this weekend. Give me Bama Moneyline. Give me SMU at Cincinnati Moneyline. Give me Pitt at home against Virginia Moneyline. And give me Utah at home against Oregon Moneyline. And there's a lot of reasons why I like FanDuel Sportsbook, why it's what I use. The fast withdrawals are one thing. It's easy to use. I love the live betting as well. But the thing I love the most are the odds boosts and the specials. That's what separates them. One of the many things that separates them, in my opinion. Uh, But those are just some of the reasons. Now, if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, you need to sign up today with promo code JBOY. That's J-B-O-Y to also receive a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code JBOY, J-B-O-Y. Use that so they know I sent you. 21 and older in present Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max bonus $10. Plus 400 final price or longer required. Restrictions apply. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. 
Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. See terms at sportsbook.fandle.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fandle.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan and the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right. Tony Barnhart does a great job. I want to get to the Booster Club, okay? We got Jalen Watermeyer coming in at 340 Eastern, 240 Central. I want to get to the Booster Club. Then I want to do pros and cons of Oklahoma and LSU. Okay. I want to play that game. All right. We got a question here from Hayden Fullwood. All right. Hashtag Ask Jay Boyne says, if you're the other teams in the SEC East, what coach are you most worried about Florida picking up after Mullen gets the boot, if he gets the boot? The coach I'd worry the most about? You know, it just it stinks that we can't use Hugh Freeze for these, just because of the SEC and how yeah. he get audited every year. Because that would be that'd be a fantastic fit, in my opinion. High flying offense, this that and the other. I mean, you know, Luke Fickle would worry me a lot if I was a hypo or, or a program builder like that, not just a really good on one side of the ball type guy. You know, a, a Luke Fickle, somebody that cache, a Marcus Freeman, the D.C. at Notre Dame, who, you know, is the head coach and waiting up there, which means he'll never be the head coach. Somebody's going to snag him eventually. That's another name yeah. that we're not talking about. But if they went and got a Luke Fickle or a Marcus Freeman, and I see the irony that Marcus Freeman was Luke Fickle's D.C. at Cincinnati, those are two names of guys that could go down there and, and turn Florida into a structural, consistent, disciplined machine that's what worries you because you look you're like well Georgia did it the way they're operating Alabama did it the way they're operating Florida with the talent they have in state with the brand name equity that they have even though you know they won the east last year people forget that but even with the brand equity name they have if they get a guy in there that can build a program and a sustained program that is absolutely accountable from the the bolts that screw in the door to the war room recruiting board that would scare you because it's not only the flash and the pain 
can with a team like Florida. The, the one year, unbelievable this, that, and the other, it's that they can sustain success. They can beat your ass over multiple years yeah. and, and be able to, to – Florida is in that rare air of having the capability and the ceiling and the home field advantage and the recruiting base to turn into a monster. It just takes the right guy to put the body parts together a la Frankenstein. Is there, or Frankenstein. Any, is there any scenario where Urban Meyer would return to Florida? I don't think so. Uh, no they, scenario. They won three games at Jacksonville. They might sign him for 30 years. Yeah, that's true. I, I just don't Legitimate see it. Legitimate question. I, I don't no. see it. I doubt you. Gotcha. See, what about Aranda? Could you see Aranda there? I could see Aranda there, but I can Structure really see Aranda at USC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's where I think he's ended up. All right, we got another question here from Jordan Williams. Hashtag AskJBoy says, with rumors rumors of the early lines in the SEC championship game being Georgia minus three over Bama. Take it minus three right now. How high does it need to go before you hammer Bama in the points? Oh, <laughs> that's a good question. If it uh, that is a good, it'd have to go up a lot more than three. Um, I think 14 and a half would be the point. Really? I wow. think seven and a half. 14 and a half. You get saving 14 and a half? Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm, I know, I'm telling you guys right now. It would take a lot for me not to take Georgia. I don't see Alabama being able to put up points against Georgia, and I don't believe in Christian Harris and Henry Toa Toa. I don't believe in them. No, I get what you're saying. 14 (laughs) and 14. You asked me what I would take them. There you go. I I think Georgia, look. He'd run Nick it by Saban us. He'd run it by us two hundred times that day, though. Oh, yeah. Wait, fourteen and a half. Do you think I should take this? Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> look, look, guys. It have to bump up a lot. It's not. So I'm hammering Georgia. Yeah. Plus I'm hammering three. Georgia. Wow. You want to know why? Mm-hmm. It's gravity. Yeah, I know. It was here today. I walked outside, tried to jump up, pushed me right back down. It's crazy. It's still here. It's crazy how since today, it's just a theory, what, it always works. You know when yeah. I'll take Alabama in the points of Georgia? When I go outside and jump and gravity doesn't push me down okay. anymore. But you know what? I won't All be right. here to do it because I'll be floating next to Neptune, fucking <laughs> frozen as a rock. If there's one guy who can defy gravity, I think it might be old Nicholas Saban. It may be. St. Nick? Yeah, well, if you start seeing Nick Saban, like, ascending to heaven during the game, they're like, well, that solves that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's coaches, the Hall of Fame. All right, we got a question here from Jeremy, hashtag AskJBoy. He says, what are your expectations of Stetson Bennett when the game is on the line? Well, if you're Georgia, you hope it doesn't get down to that point. But, look, I, I believe in the guy. He's not giving me a reason not to believe in him. Just went up and handled business against Tennessee. You know what? I like Stetson with the game online. You want to know why? The dude's been scrappy the whole time. He's been having to fight the whole time. Got that Juco you in think him, baby. you want this moment as a fan? Stetson, they, Stetson Bennett was left for dead in camp. He was throwing to the walk-ons, to the new guys, to the guys who were just happy to get gloves. And now, now, he's a finalist for the Davey O'Brien Award. Put some respect on Stetson Bennett's name. And another thing. And I think he thing. comes through in the clutch. You want to know why? Anybody that I trust to do my taxes and win a national championship <laughs> yeah. for Georgia, I'll believe in. Like the center. And another thing that I've critiqued him on, especially earlier in the years, he's improved his deep ball accuracy yeah. by a lot. And yeah. I can sit here and say that. That's fine. But he wasn't throwing the ball good deep earlier in the year, and he's improved. And that's the only realistic question I had about him. So let's flip the script from that Alabama-Georgia national title game when Tua came in in the second half, right? Let's say that Georgia's down in the SEC championship to Alabama, right? Stetson didn't have a great first half. You riding with him second half? You making a change? Look, you got to dance with the one that brought you. Yeah. Kirby danced with Jake Fromm. And Jake did everything he could to win the national championship. They didn't lose it on offense. Yeah. So you've got to – look, you have got to dance with the one that brought you. It's that simple to me. Unless he just goes in the tank. Mm-hmm. 
or gets hurt, which Stetson not, isn't a big guy. But how crazy would it be if that happened and Georgia had to put the backup quarterback in and then Georgia beat Bama with the backup hey. quarterback the way that Bama yeah, beat Georgia with the backup quarterback? That's when you look for Morpheus. That's when you get a call and you're like, that's when you get a call and he's like, take two steps yeah. to your left. <laughs> It's like eagle eye. Which he's like, open, yeah, he's like, open the window, go right. Yeah. Oh, no, not that right. The other right. The Sorry. Light, oh, God. The light will turn green Wrong now. screen. Wrong screen. No, that's exactly right. No, that's uh, we exactly got right. Uh, Well, I did put out a poll uh, earlier who would do better at Miami, Lane Kiffin or Mario Cristobal. What do y'all think? What do y'all think? Wait, that, what, they, what was the question? I'm going to guess. Who would do better? Who would do a better job at Miami? I'm going to guess 62% Cristobal. I know what he's about to do. Why do I do this? Why do I say it first? I do it every time. What did he say? 62% Cristobal. Don't ask what I said. I'll say 61% Cristobal. 61% Cristobal. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. It's another edition of the J-Boy Show. I'll see y'all later. This is... You gonna make me walk off the set. I knew it. I knew right when you said 62%. I'm gonna pull a Kanye on here. I'm gonna pull a Kanye. I'm never... Look, make the rule. Write the rule down. Rule 43. No excuses play like a champion but <laughs> new rule new rule don't let me say the number first in polls anymore yeah. i'm hey, sick yeah. of it you keep doing what you're doing no, i appreciate that that's David. fine we'll talk All later right, post production meeting do we want another question yeah real quick we'll get a question here from gregory lawrence he says is landing a great coordinator or coach don't want him to step don't want him to step out here and become must champ part two maybe safe staying with the venerables route well you never know until you try it you know, again, look, without a huge sample size of head coaching experience, in my opinion, I think Dan Lanning would be a good head coach because he's got the blueprint from one of the best in the country who got the blueprint from the best ever. It's it's the, the tree, right? Saban to Kirby, Kirby to Dan. You get the structure of it. And we have an interview that Dray- Draymond Green, new volume member, uh, make sure you check out the, the Draymond Green show, interviewed Mel Tucker and asked him what he learned from Saban. You know, you want to play that clip? Let's do it. This is actually a great time. Look at this, just an organic segue, the best way. Let's throw that clip up there real quick All with right. Draymond and Mel Tucker. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, uh, yeah, coaches, uh, I've known Coach Saban since I was since I was a senior in high school. He, wow. he recruited me uh, when he became the head coach of Toledo. I remember getting a, a phone call uh, after school one day. I picked up the phone and it was Coach Saban and said, "Hey, this is Nick Saban from the Houston Oilers." I'm like, "Houston Oilers? I'm in high school. What's the deal?" He said, "He said he just got the job, the head job at Toledo where my dad played um, football and, and baseball, and uh, and that's how I got to know Coach Saban and." And he gave me my starting coach, and I actually coached. Uh, I was his, sec- his defense best coach at LSU his first year there, and then I went back there with him in uh, 2015. We won a national championship um, there, and so he's uh, he's he's taught me he's taught me everything. He laid the foundation for me in coaching. Three of my first four years in coaching, I was with Coach Saban, and whether it goes from recruiting uh, to player development to defensive uh, scheme. Uh, the, you, you name it, you know, just running the entire organization, uh, strength and conditioning, you know, uh, operations. I mean, he, from A to Z, he, he knew it. He knows it all. He's a great explainer. That's the one thing I love. One of the things I love about Coach Saban, you know, he's very demanding uh, in which he should be, and he's very detail-oriented, and, and he has a sense of urgency. But he, he'll always tell you why he wants things done a certain way. There you go. A few things to note from that. From A to Z, an organization. Yep. 
the blueprint. Here it is. How do you build the house and how do you run it once it's built? That's the difference that Nick Saban gives these guys and they see the process of it, hence the term the process, how to be efficient, how to make every second count and segue to another event that is important that leads to the standard, not the goal, the standard, which is a championship. And that's Mel Tucker telling it to you right there. It's telling it to you right there. And we're going to get into, well, uh, uh, you know, I want to get into this Mel Tucker Mm -hmm. thing in a second. We can do the pros and cons for Oklahoma and LSU at the end. Mm -hmm. But do I think Mel Tucker could build a beast at Michigan State? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. He's doing it. You want to know why? The dude's a hell of a recruiter. Yeah. It's one of the three pillars, right? You're going to build a program, recruiting, development, and culture. And without recruiting, there is no development or culture. You got to get the guys in there, and they can recruit nationally as well with Mel Tucker. You go get a bunch of those linemen from the Northeast. I promise you, I recruited. They're all over there. We used to go to watch guys throw discus and 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 shot put. I'm like, who is this? It's and like, it, oh, this is this is this is Igor. He's six foot six, <laughs> three hundred pounds, and it's fourteen degrees and outside. He, and he's lived on a farm his whole life. A scholarship, he'll commit. <laughs> Down block. He can move the tractor and Mel, by himself. And Mel, and Mel went in the portal as well. Yeah, for look what he's doing. Yeah, he might have he, the Heisman he Trophy winner from the portal. Yeah. Yes, and Michigan State has the ability. You know this. Michigan State has a very high ceiling. Mm-hmm. They've obviously they, they got the money to invest. Ten years, $95 million, but recruiting, accountability, and structure, right? That's what we talk about. He learned from the best. He's been he's been at LSU. He's been at Bama. He's been in the pros. He's seen it all, and he's taken a piece of everything he's learned and putting it together to b- try and build a monster at Michigan State. And he can now. Will Michigan State win the Big Ten every year? No. Is Ohio State still going to be a problem? Yes. Is Michigan still going to be a problem? Yes. Is Penn State and Wisconsin still going to be a problem? Yes. But you can do a whole lot of winning. And four of those five you mentioned are in the same division. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. But Mel Tucker can build a beast at Michigan mm. State. It's going to be a problem, man. He is because he yeah. can recruit, and he's a genuine guy. He reminds me so much of Sam Pittman a little bit. Goes about gotcha. it a little bit different way, but you check all the boxes. Mm-hmm. Genuine person. Is really himself. Can recruit. Knows ball. Is a hard ass a little bit. Understands accountability. Understands discipline. Guys do the right things off the field. What else do you want? You know what all that equals? Winning on the field. Because the way you live off the field, it's amazing how it translates on the field. And it will always be that way. But I want to get to the Booster Club in a second. I want to go over to pros and cons from Oklahoma. I want to use the five things that we talked about. And I guess you could say money and resources can be in one. So we can put those together in one. The first one, when we're debating Oklahoma and LSU, recruiting. It's got to go to LSU. Yep. In-state recruiting at LSU compared to Oklahoma is not even close. Yeah. There's not a lot of states in the union. That was in Alaska say. and Hawaii. Uh, uh, you might that pick that over every school, maybe. You're in the deep south. Yep. The draft tells you. The draft tells you. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma didn't have a player draft in the first round last year. Mm-hmm. What, did LSU have five in 2019? Yeah, and most of Something Oklahoma, stupid like Oklahoma players who get drafted extremely high are offensive players. Yeah. So recruiting from where you're at in state and the ability – to me, LSU, you, I think we can agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. You, yeah. know, you have some Oklahoma fans that are like, no, uh Yes, huh. I promise. You take the best high – you take an all-star team from high school players in Oklahoma and put them against an all-star team from the state of Louisiana, and it, Louisiana will murder them. 
and for the Oklahoma fans who are upset about that, it's a testament to how great the University of Oklahoma That's is. Exactly because, right. like, with the, they don't have as fertile recruiting grounds, and they're still a beast. Nobody, yeah. nobody still a says, problem. you know what, we need speed on this team. Coach, where are we going? I've got us the perfect place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oklahoma. And they still find a way to win and make playoffs yes. and stuff. So that's how yeah. great of a university. I'm not Lincoln saying, Riley. listen, I'm not saying Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a blue blood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They it's are. A great school. But to quote Meek Mills, which you do on the show, there's levels to this. Yes. And LSU's on a higher recruiting level yes. than Oklahoma is from an access standpoint. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's geography. Mm-hmm. Fan base. It's hard not to say LSU here. Hmm. Is there name me a rowdier fan base than LSU? Are a fan? Is that what the is that what the metric you're using? Is it rowdy what, what, or what, is what it? I, okay, it's got to be overall. Is it number? So rowdy, totality. loyal, okay. you know everything in totality. And Oklahoma, I know Norman's nuts. I know Norman's nuts. They love football in Oklahoma, but but let's look. You've got Oklahoma State, okay, and LSU. They're not missing an LSU game to go watch Northwestern State play McNeese. Or La Tech play Southeast Louisiana. They don't have to worry about any other, any, any other school in state. So we can talk about fans. And there's a ton of Oklahoma fans that live in Texas. But when you're talking about fans, the state's not, and I'm not saying it's split in Oklahoma. I know there's a lot more Oklahoma fans than Oklahoma State fans in Oklahoma. I think we can go ahead and say that. You don't have that problem at LSU. So when we're debating the minutia of which fan base... In, in totality, in rowdiness, in amount, in, you know, people showing up to the games and tailgating and, and atmosphere, game atmosphere and home field advantage, I think LSU squeezes them out. See, this is tough for me because right? I feel like you're right. And from my point of view, I feel like you're right. There's nothing crazier than LSU fans on 8 o'clock on a Saturday night. You want to see something insane, go to that. Yeah. And even that, they're crazy in general. I've you want been to see down, magic? I've been down there. I've seen those games. I see what they're like. It's an all-day thing every day. What's the slogan for the SEC? It just means more. But until I can realistically go to Norman and see it for myself – you know, it's hard for me to be able to judge these two things, especially from my point of view, because I don't know how crazy the fans are normally. I heard they're crazy. Well, do, you, do the math, though, what I'm saying. Like, like when it comes to when we're splitting hands like this, you got to start doing the math. Okay, Oklahoma, huge fan base. Rowdy, right? They have a good time. I lived in Kansas. Not a lot to do out there except drink. I'm sure Oklahoma, it's about the same. So, when I'm, but, but my point is, Oklahoma State has a chunk of that state that are Oklahoma State fans. Look at Alabama and Auburn. There's more Alabama fans in the state of Alabama than there are Auburn fans, but there's a big chunk of Auburn fans. And LSU, and they're both brand names. That's what I'm saying. Who else do they root for? (laughs) They're not rooting for SC, LSU, the Mud Dogs. They did win the Bourbon Bowl. It's they math. Did, they did come back. It's they, math. They won and the both Bourbon of those Bowl. brands, there's Oklahoma fans in California, New York. There's LSU fans in California, New York. Mm-hmm. I'm not arguing that. I'm talking about the simple math of LSU is the state school. They are. You can't argue that. It's LSU and the Saints. And then other stuff to do if you get bored. That, that's how it works. Okay, so fan base. So we say recruiting LSU, fan base LSU. I think we're crazy there. Let me know when uh, Jalen Watermeyer comes yep. in too. Resources and ability to pay. Who, what school would pay more? Who does it mean more to? How many, uh, how many facilities? Who would build facilities quicker and the best facilities quicker? I've got to go LSU. They get more revenue, right? They have to with SEC Network. Well, the salary The Big 12 Network <laughs> isn't exactly balling. I think it's called, you know, there's another name for the Big 12 Network. I think it's called Fox. 
Or is that Big Ten? I'm losing my mind. Big Ten Fox. Big yeah, Ten but, Fox. You know, this thing with if if, if it's if it if it's true that he got offered twelve million and Oklahoma gets a chance to counter, this could be a microcosm of what you're talking about. If Oklahoma says no and LSU's paying him that much money, I mean, well, let, okay, let, let, let's let's do this. You're you're either the coach at Oklahoma or LSU. Let, let's play this hypothetical. You go into the AD's office mm-hmm. and you say, "I need a, a just fifty million dollar facility." Who you who do you think says yes quicker, the AD at LSU, or the AD at Oklahoma? LSU. I'm saying LSU. I'm saying LSU. But then again, I didn't really realize how bad things were at Florida State and Miami behind the scenes until, you know, Jimbo jumped ship. I mean, sometimes we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but it's clear that LSU is willing to spend whatever it takes to make football a priority. Football do, Is football more of a priority financially at LSU or Oklahoma? I know they're both huge priorities. I know they're both huge priorities. We're splitting hairs here. But I just think at the end of the day, the rat race and the nuclear arms race for facilities and the money that the SEC network's able to shell out, which is more money that you can spend, you have a better chance to build better stuff at LSU. I just, that's what I believe. And again, you'll have some people that disagree. That's okay. That's why we do it. But the next one is the most important. And here's where I think, you know, hit the nitty gritty. Not the gritty, the nitty gritty. Championship access. Now, I want to preface this and say there's two different arguments here. The first one, we have to understand that Oklahoma is coming to the SEC. So the argument that I made about it's easier to make a 12-team playoff or have a chance to make a playoff at Miami in the ACC would also be true for Oklahoma if they were staying in the Big 12. But they're not. So that's out the window. So right now, Oklahoma coming into the SEC, said they come in the SEC next year. Do you think it's easier to win a championship, win it an SEC West, SEC championship, and therefore qualify for the national championship at LSU or Oklahoma? Because there's there has to be an adjustment and a grace period mm-hmm. when Oklahoma comes in here. If Lincoln Riley's there or not. If you're struggling with Kansas and Tulane, and you'll have people say, oh, well, Bama played New Mexico State. Well, when you play this schedule in conference, you can play an FCS team. That's the stupidest argument ever of all time. Ever of all time. Oh, well, you play in the hardest conference, but you shouldn't be scheduled in FCS. I don't hear anybody say that about the Big 12. I don't hear anybody say it about the Big 10. I don't hear anybody say it about the Pac-12. They only use it on the SEC. You want to know why? Because it's a straw man argument, and it's a terrible argument. But when you're grasping the straws, you got to grab one. But Oklahoma coming into the SEC, there is going to be a two to three uh, year of an adjustment period where you're having to figure out what it's like to actually play in the regular season of the SEC. At LSU, you already know the deal. They know the deal. You've been here. That's why all these Oklahoma fans that are freaking out every time news comes out, we're really conditioning y'all to be in the SEC. Because if y'all keep freaking out about this, about every little thing, you won't survive. We're actually doing you a favor. This isn't a walk in the park over here. So when you guys freak out about every little bit of news, and everybody just all of a sudden get the torches, get the pitchforks, let's go get them. It's kind of like we were talking about Texas and the horns down thing. Yeah. Not flying in the SEC, buddy. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah, and so clearly. Y'all, 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 yeah, you can't y'all, be this quote, easy to, to get quote to. quote Major Payne, sensitive. Yeah, you can't be this easy Good to get Lord. to in the SEC because I promise you, it's only going to get worse, buddy. You've got guys tagging Caleb Williams' parents in tweets. Yeah. Mm. 
that that type guys that that like work at legitimate places like tagging people's parents in it unbelievable y'all y'all think this is bad Y'all think it's bad now? Well, they, uh, the think, thing about Oklahoma, oh. they're used to being the big dog. Yeah, they're used to yeah. being the big yeah, dog. Yeah, look, you know, look at me. Look at me. You, you've been a house cat for a while. It's like you've got your milk brought to you for a while. Now, guess what? You're going to have to go out in the jungle and yeah. find it. Yeah, they're about to drop and you there, off the And jungle. there are going to be people left and right. Every single step that y'all take. Every, and with Lincoln, like I said, you think it's bad now if Lincoln stays? Wait till next year. I'm just telling you, you guys better. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Trying to help y'all out. Do you think Oklahoma at least handles that transition the best? Because when I look at it, and when we were growing up, Texas right yeah, now. well, when we were growing up, the late '90s, early 2000s, those three programs out there, you know. Uh, Texas, Austin to the south of them, Nebraska to the north, right? It seems like those programs have fallen off so much where Oklahoma has been able to sustain success, right? They would have to at least deal with this transition better than Texas is going to do right off the bat, no? Yeah, I think the difference will kind of be Oklahoma if the transition comes a little faster than expected is going to – and this includes Lincoln. Lincoln If he leaves? Oh, yeah. yeah. If he stays. If he leaves, I feel like it's going to take a couple years if he leaves. But if he stays and they have elite – quarterback play right if they can come into the sec with elite uh, that quarterback position playing elite like the quarterbacks we know from oklahoma the baker mayfields the kyler murray those type of guys if caleb williams can turn into that elite guy for oklahoma i think it will make the transition a lot easier for oklahoma especially rather than texas well uh, no no, here's here's the thing i'm not worried if lincoln Riley's there i'm not worried about the offense really Mm -hmm. it's the defense it's stopping people that yeah. that's what it that's going to be the difference. You're not going to be able to sit here and win 45 to 42 or sneak one out against Kansas. You saw what Arkansas did to Texas, and Texas was boat racing Oklahoma in the first half before Texas just forgot. Yeah, and what's Oklahoma's been their their Achilles heel in the playoffs? It's their defense. You gave up what 54 to Georgia. Mm-hmm. You gave up 45 to Bama. You gave up another 40. You gave up 63 to LSU. This is the reason you haven't won playoff games. It's not because of your offense. It's because of your defense. Yeah. No, no. Look, I, I agree 100%. You've got, in order to win the SEC, you have got to be playing at least somewhat complimentary football. At least somewhat complimentary football, in my opinion, uh, just from seeing it. Sure. I know 2019, offense was unbelievable for LSU. Defense was good enough. 2010 for Auburn, Cam Newton, offense unbelievable. Defense was good enough with Nick Fairley and them making mm-hmm. plays. Bama, last year, 2020, unbelievable offense. Defense gave up 19 points a game. Mm-hmm. So defense was good enough. You've got to play complimentary football to not just to survive. Because everything's not playing great at the same time either. So the more complimentary football you can play – the better chance you have to win. It's just part of the deal. It's being able to win in multiple ways. What's the edge? Uh, Jalen Watermeyer, we're going to push him. Jalen uh, came in. Came and in and came out. back out. Huh? Yeah. We'll see. We'll get that figured out. Uh, if not, we can just get Jalen on uh, tomorrow. Okay. Blaine Booster Club. Yeah, I got a couple do- uh, donations here. Um, we got one here from Eric, our fellow Oregon Duck. Good to see you back in here, Eric. A $10.69 donation. It says number three, Oregon is a three point dog at Utah. It's disrespectful. Chris Ball is about to change how the youths think. Oregon money line. Mm. Eric, put the camera on me. I want you to look at me. And I want you to listen to me. So therefore I want you looking and listening. Open your eyes. At me. <laughs> I hate to do this to you. Oh no. Don't break his heart. Eric, man. Eric, Eric, hold on. Don't go. In Eric. The arms of the angels. I've got Utah winning tonight. Oh. 
And why don't you bet on Utah to win and hedge your emotions? Ooh, How that's about what that? I do every Thanksgiving. So, you know what I'm saying? That's exactly <laughs> Take Utah, minus three. Oregon wins, you're happy. He's thrilled. Oregon loses, you're rich. Breaded. Happy or rich. That's the best advice anyone's going to get today. You're right welcome, there. Eric. <laughs> Yeah, and you're welcome. You're, and if you're rich, you're going to be Like Dr. Oz and Dr. Yeah. Phil mixed into one. You ever seen someone? Dr. Foz. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen someone sad welcome on a, a Welcome to Dr. Foz. Oh, All right, what else we got in the I don't have club? a graphic for that. Uh, we have a uh, uh, $1.99 donation Whoa. from Are You Serious Sports, Rafino Rafino. He says, Jake Crane for special teams coordinator at LSU. You taking that job, Coach? You taking that job? You get that call, you taking that job? Hold on, Lincoln's calling me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Get in the big seat. Get the they big offered seat. me the LSU special teams coordinator job. We'd talk. We'd talk. You I'd have to be able about. to do this and that. That'd make the show pretty interesting. Be like, hey, y'all don't tell anybody, but we're going to fake a punt. Well, they had Lane on college game day picking exactly the Ole Miss right. A&M yeah, That's exactly right. What if he was like A&M? What if he was like, listen, I don't know about y'all, but I bet A&M. Yeah, emotional hedge bet. Yeah, the emotional hedge bet. <laughs> That's exactly. It's like I put next year's salary on A and M. So either way, uh, now that's that's severe. What, what else we got? Uh, we have a Dr. question Foz. here from the one and only Drew Greason. What's up, Drew? Greasy says, Drew. Hashtag Ask J Boy says, Do you see any school hiring old Billy Napier? And what school would that be? You know, I, I get Virginia Tech vibes for Billy Napier, and I've got to say that right, Napier. For some reason, I'm, I, I want to say Napier, but it's not. It's Billy Napier. I've got to be better at that. And while I'm doing that, Logan Swaim, not Logan Swam. I don't know why I said Logan Swam the other day. Logan Swaim. He called me out. He texted me about he it. He called you out? He wow. called me out. He was like, man, it's Swaim, man. You give me a shout out and you don't even say my name right. Logan Swaim. Like he swam across the river. <laughs> so, so. God. Anyways, he I totally swam. forgot the question. What he was the question? a long way. Special teams. I Special teams. No, it was no, uh, wasn't. It was uh, Billy Napier. Billy Napier. I, look, Virginia Tech. I'm getting Virginia Tech vibes. My th- why are we not talking about Jamie Chadwell? Why is nobody talking about him? The mullet travels, the mullet, man. The travels. mullet travels. Uh, it travels. And listen, he's not far from Virginia Tech either. He's over there at Coastal Carolina. A little, a little, a little trip. He, he can zone read his way <laughs> over there. A little trip. <laughs> Bring the QB, Grayson McCall. The mullet travels. The mullet travels. He only signs quarterbacks with mullets. Do you think like Do you think like Jamie Chadwell and and uh, Grayson McCall get their hair cut like the same place, like sitting next to each other, high five each other on the way out? Look as much alike as possible. It's like the linebackers have it too. Yeah, everybody has it. It's like, hey, how quick can you have your bags packed for Milan? (laughs) That's just every time I think of that SNL skit. All right. Let's get to the Booster Club again. What else do we got? Uh, we got a question here from David Heron. What's up, Davey? He says, hashtag AskJBoy says, give OU Arkansas's schedule this year, and what's their record at Ole Miss, at Bama, at Georgia, at LSU? All right. Somebody read. You got Arkansas you schedule over you there, Arkansas? don't you? All right. Let's play if this was Oklahoma. Boy, okay. they're going to be Ifs super and pissed. And candies yeah, hey, and nuts. by the way, we got to do that. Do we have the fan cam available today? Oh, there it it's is right, right here. There. It's on. We've got, look, it's Pat's Falcons tonight. We've got a Sons of Belichick shirt, uh, shirt in here, jersey, that is absolute gasoline. Injected straight into my veins. Pats, I love baby. Uh-oh, uh-oh. There's, uh-oh. Look, listen, I just hope they don't get up 28-3 to three or New England's got them exactly where they want them. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I know, bad vibes, bad vibes. All right. You want Arkansas' schedule? Let's play the game. Okay. If Oklahoma had Arkansas' schedule, hit me with it. You ready? Rice at home. Win. Maybe. Texas at home. Win. Georgia Southern at home. Be careful. Win. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Texas A&M, and it was neutral site of Dallas, I think. A&M. Oh, uh, early A&M was, was so bad. bad. You'd be Colorado oh, you know what? You know, no, A&M. Give me A&M. <laughs> At Spencer Rattler was playing bad too. Let's not act like that would have been just down set hut run it. A and M went six to three at, at Georgia. <laughs> All right, next at, at Ole Miss loss. Auburn home with Auburn's rushing three. If Caleb Williams in there, you know what? I'll give him a win just because Derek Mason would know how to adjust. Arkansas Pine Bluff win. Mississippi State home. Ooh, win but close. At LSU. Loss. That's right. I said it. At Alabama. <laughs> L. Missouri at home. Win. They'd score 70. I wouldn't keep a count. Anybody got a count? Yeah. Look, it's, it's three, four losses. Now, look, and you could say, all right, they'd beat LSU to LSU, but I don't know. I don't know. LSU'd get up for that game, especially if Lincoln was the coach at LSU. I don't know how that would go. I feel like LSU would win it. What else we got in the Booster Club, Blaine? We have, all right. I love this. I LSU. love how Blaine stalls. Well, you I, have how Blaine stalls? I have to find He's like, it. all right. I have to find all it. Right. We know it's coming. Yeah, it's in here somewhere. Talk about it. LSU Colby says, hashtag AskJBoy. If not Riley to LSU, who will it be? If it wasn't, look, Woodward's dropping the bag. We, I already told you. The, the offer was offered. So they're out there throwing money. And everybody's like, that's a crazy amount of money. Mel Tucker just signed 10 yeah. years for $95 million. Yep. It's not. Yep. Wake up. It's not. So they're going to look. They're going to buy a big name coach. If it's not Lincoln, man, Aranda would be somewhere on that list. But I'm telling you, he's going to USC. Matt Campbell, no. Mm-mm. Especially after he was like, I just want us to hold hands and be friends. Winning, winning, well, winnings for losers. Old Gus Malzahn. Winnings Win- for losers. Winnings for losers. <laughs> Gus Malzahn. Ew. Wow. You know what? So I can run the zone read every play. Um. Have a great kicker, though. Man, if it's not Lincoln, I mean, Billy, look, Billy, Billy Napier, uh, uh, Napier, Billy Napier is going to be on that list. That How do you feel me. about that? No, How, go ahead. Not, How do you feel about that? Yeah. What? We're not Georgia he State. Had, you Georgia want to you over on one bet. Georgia to State. a guy who can't come out, his team can't come out to win their division against Arkansas State, who can barely tie they their broke shoes your heart, and walk I get it. at the same time. They can. They broke your heart, yeah, I get let's it. Let's go, Coach, at it's LSU. one game. Hey, let's go for every fourth down. <laughs> every fourth down. doesn't matter. We're down at halftime. Blaine we was so mad about that. Wow, I know. We were bet buds that game. Fourth down. Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, go, Coach, LSU. But it's like three to nothing right before halftime. Don't need the field Y'all can't score at home. To and def- the play call. The play call oh, about fourth yeah. Look, <laughs> hey guys, let me go ahead and tell you what it's going to be. If they're in, the, if they're in the red that zone, means, basically any team, they're in the red zone, and it's fourth down or whatever it is, it's a sprint out. Sprint out, pick play. That's it's what everybody sprint does. Out. Roll out, throw it away. Dude, it, what else drives me nuts? The amount of guys that it's incomplete on first down. The amount of OCs that just automatically run it on second and oh, ten. Oh my goodness. It's Unbelievable. Oh, and another thing. Like, if you're watching the game, next time you watch the game, watch what happens. There's an incomplete pass on first down. I bet you they run it on second down. And another thing, if you see a wildcat formation in the red zone, they're not handing the jet sweep. When they do, it scores. When they hand the jet sweep out of wildcat, it scores. They don't even fake it. It's just like a human reaction. They're like, well, we put him back there. And the defense is like, well, they put him back there. So he's going to run it, right? Then you get the speed sweep, and they just got the one guy trailing because it's in man because everybody says the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. But that's neither here nor there. 
We have to get to the... Yes, the Wickles Pickle of the Week. Wickles Original Pickle of the Week. Oh, Blaine's rocking the Wickles shirt. Let's get get that straight from the the Wonka Wickles factory. I got this, too. Come on, now. Yeah, wow, I didn't even see that. A nice add-on to the laptop there. Really really moving up. I like it. Really moving up. All right. You got it? You got the pickle, right? Yeah, the uh, kick it, kicking off here. Yep. I want to hit you with it. So, okay. you know, the kickoff team. All right. Now, yes. you coached You coached special. This is why this is so great, because you coach special teams. Yes. So, And you got to coach special teams after the rule change, right? Yes. With mm-hmm. kickoffs, you can fair catch even if you're not in the end zone. Yes. Right? Okay. So talk to me here on the mindset of when you should go ahead and kick the ball through the end zone for a touchback or try and bait them into returning. Okay, because now yep. the return team yep. can fair catch. If you kick it to the five, they can fair catch that automatic yep. 25. I'm going to make this very, very simple mm-hmm. for the audience. I'm going to give you my philosophy. If you can kick it out of the end zone, kick it out of the end zone every single time. Do you know how many touchdowns have been scored on touchbacks in the history of football on the planet? This many have. This many. The amount of times I've been to the Waka factory. The amount of times I've been to the moon. Probably the amount of times we've been to the moon. But that's neither here nor there. What I'm saying is, why on God's green earth would you give them a chance to have a return when you have a guy that can hit it out of the end zone or hit it consistently enough where they're not going to return it and make it a touchback in the end zone? Why? It's an unnecessary risk. So you can cough at him and be like, hey, let's get him inside the 15. How about... We just kick it out of the end zone, and they can never return it. If you have a guy that can do that, that's why it's such a weapon. I don't understand. It's called getting cute. Why would you be like, guys, let's sky kick it. Let's sky kick it to the five and see if they'll return it. And this includes squib kicks? Never squib kick? When there's four seconds left and you're up and you're kicking off, then you squib kick and try. I'm talking about just in normal, general terms. When you can kick it out of the back of the end zone for a touchback, do it. Okay. You'll never go broke Let making me, a profit. You'll never go broke make, making okay. a profit. You got well, I, I got a question. Okay. Yes, I got a question. If you can't kick it in the end zone, if your kicker cannot kick it in the end zone, are you more of a middle-of-the-field guy, or do you like kicking oh, it to the sides? Never kick it to the middle of the field. Never, ever, ever, ever kick it to the middle. For young guys that want to coach special teams, never kick it to the middle of the field. Don't punt it to the middle of the field. Don't kick it to the middle of the field. Why? You don't have to be a geometry major to figure out, if I kick it to the middle of the field, you have three places to go. You can go up the middle, you can go left, and you can go right and have space. But if I don't have a guy that can kick it out, kickoff and punt are different. All right? If I'm kicking off and I have a guy that does not have the leg to kick out of the back of the end zone, I am going to sky kick it to the ends, and they can fair catch it in between the 25 and the 30 or right at the 25. Okay. And I'm sure as hell am not kicking it to the middle middle of the field. Do you know if I call a return, and we had him, alley left, Thunderbird right, middle, very simple, bash, any you can run any return from the middle of the field. You can run a left return, a right return, a middle return, a counter return. If I hit it to a certain spot, if I, if I don't have the ability to kick it out and I cough and corner you and that's how I do it, or I kick the sky kick to the big guy that has to fair catch it, I'm negating the return. The whole point of this is to negate the return. That is why. Mm-hmm. If you went to every head coach in America and said, I have a magic wand, I can wave it right now if you want, and your kicker will kick nothing, kick nothing but touchbacks the whole year. You would take that. Now you would say, well, it sucks if we got an onside kick. 
and it's going to be a touchback. But I'm talking about normal kickoff at a normal time in the game, not onside, not squib because there's not a lot of time left. If you can kick it to the back, kick it to the back. So two follow-ups on that. The first one is, what's your philosophy then on the return side of when to fair catch and when to go ahead and bring it out, especially now that you can fair catch even when you're not in the end zone? I think the situation dictates it a lot, but I was aggressive. I don't want to spend time coming up with returns and punt blocks and all this if we're not going to run them. Even though now the 25 is the minimum? I mean, to yes. me, if you if you were Turn a kick. You better be beating the twenty-five. Well, that's especially the goal. now that you I can never, fair I never catch. drew up a return that said, "Man, this sure. is going to get tackled to 23. Yeah. But I was aggressive. Mm -hmm. I wanted the chance to return because I believed in our return team. Now, for some reason, when I was at South and we were going to play somebody like Tennessee or Mississippi State or somebody that was just better than us, and it wasn't smart to do it, or we're up mm -hmm. and don't want to risk a turnover, especially late, that's different. But if it's, hey, it's a close game or it's the beginning of the game and we get a ball to return, hell yeah, I want to return it. Heck yeah. But I was aggressive. There's some guys that say, no, just fair catch it because we don't want to risk the turnover. And some people will say, well, if we fair catch it every time, I can use the time to teach kickoff return on something else. Maybe we can have an extra offensive period, which is an extra defensive period. Maybe we can work more on holding up on punt returns or whatever because typically you yeah. get more punt returns than you do kickoff returns in a game. Typically, yep. but no, it's look, it's it's a good, it's a good debate to have. That's just where that's just where I'm at, and you see the difference in mindset when you're coaching kickoff and then kickoff return. But that's typically one job, so you you see the different faces you have to wear as a special teams guy. Yeah, you know, it just is what it is. <clears throat> All right, we have a four dollar ninety nine donation oh, here. Oh man, from Dakota Faulkner buying the right, Tesla. And this tomorrow. is a question now. Like this is a legitimate question. He says this: you can pick four states. And combine the top t uh, top two teams from them. Who's in your playoffs? What are their seeds? And who takes home top football state this year? Okay. Can you want me to repeat that? Yes. One yes. more time. Especially the you, end. You can pick four states and combine the top two teams from them. Okay. okay. College teams. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, who's in your playoffs? What are their seeds? And who takes home top football state this year? Okay, so so you're saying I can pick four states. You pick four states and combine the top two teams. From those states. From those states. God, this is like a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. So like Ohio State Bowling Green. Give me give <laughs> me give me Michigan. Michigan. Give me the state of Michigan. Looking good. Give me it's so sad that we Florida, don't say right? the tech state of Texas or California. No, you mm. can't. You guys go Florida, right? You got why would you go Florida? What two teams are we gonna pick from Florida? Mm. I think you go Michigan. I think you go – I mean, you got four states. I think you go Michigan. I think you go Alabama. Mm -hmm. I think you go Georgia because you have to, right? Who would you pair up? Who would you pair up with Georgia? Just anybody with Georgia? LaGrange College? Is that no. part of it, though? Is Does the other one bring down the other team? Well, I'm thinking of other states mm -hmm. that have, you know, Michigan right now. you got to say Michigan's the top state. you so got Michigan about, and Michigan State. I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. They would a be good two. Combo. you got to put them mm -hmm. in there. So mm -hmm. You the put Oklahoma, Michigan, and then you'd have to say Alabama, with, even with Auburn struggling. How's Oregon State right now? They're all right. Oh, okay. There, I mean, you take Alabama and, and Auburn over Oregon and sure. Oregon State, and yeah. I think you pick Georgia just, just to have Georgia. Just to have Georgia. And team to so then you'd most. have then you'd have Michigan, Michigan State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Auburn, Alabama, and Georgia and Georgia Tech. I mean, right? 
Yeah. I mean, again, you would have to. I mean, would you say? I thought he would you say Ohio State Bowling Green combo. Oh, yeah, no. You missed that. Well, see, I'm a big Michigan, too. Well, you can get Michigan, Michigan State, Eastern Michigan, Northern Michigan, Western Michigan, Central Southern Michigan, Michigan, Southeastern Michigan, Central Northern Michigan. We all know the Central Northern Michigan Icelanders or whatever they are. That's yeah, that's a well-thought-out question Dakota, right there. why are you – why are you – that needs a graphic and like yeah. a lot of thought. I, yeah, like I, need, Charlie, I need like Charlie 20 minutes from, by myself. Yeah, that needs like the Charlie That's from tough Always on the Sunny spot. Situation. All right, give me a couple more questions. We're going to go over picks, including Baby Cone, your son, who's seven and two. We do have a pick for him. That's right. Yep. All right. Uh, the Noble Sticks, hashtag AskJBoy, says Washington seems to be looking for head coaching experience for their next head coach. What coach is the ideal fit and gives them the highest ceiling? You're going to hear Brian Harson's name a lot in this. Yep. And I don't think you're done hearing Brian Harson's name. I think there's a couple candidates. I think Tony Elliott's a guy to keep an eye on at Clemson, out at Washington, the OC over there whose name I know they've fallen off a little bit this year. That's name I think Brent Venables off that same staff wouldn't be a bad hire either. But when you look at Washington, it's a little bit of a different place. Um, they've won a lot of different ways out there with different coaches. Uh, you know, you hate to see what happened to Jimmy Lake, but a lot of that, you know, you, you mm-hmm. got to be able to put on him. Um, you know, this is one where it's hard for me to see a Billy Napier, uh, Napier or a Jamie Chadwell going that far out west. What about Moorhead, the office coordinator see, at Oregon? I, Joe was – it was just not a good deal at Mississippi yeah. State. It, it just wasn't a good deal. When you look at Washington, to me, I'm thinking of one guy thinking of one guy and he's not in college right now kellen moore interesting why would i not if i'm watching why would i not go drop a bag on kellen moore oh see for the cowboys why not put it boise state come on let's go crafty he can run a program crafty god he was crafty he can throw more than 20 yards he's the lefty that makes the majors throwing like like the the 90 mile power fastball but it's just change up you know slow curve just the one that falls off the table after like an hour. You're like, just waiting on, waiting on. Kellen Moore. Write it down. I like that. That's, That's a good, good pick, one. man. Yeah, Kellen Moore. Give me Kellen Moore at Washington. How about that? Give me another one. Oh, uh, we got a question here from Eric. All right. Hashtag oh, Eric. Hashtag boys. Says, Eric, I don't want to do this again to you. Is UW or Virginia Tech a better job? And he says, also, I forgive you for being wrong about this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Take the bet I told you, Eric. You'll be happy either way. Look, it's so hard. We're comparing Virginia Tech and Washington. To me, I think you'd say Washington. You're, you're the state school. The recruiting, you got a good recruiting base in Washington. A lot of people don't understand that. There's some good balling places up there. Virginia Tech, to me, I feel like you'll always be a pretty girl at the dance, but you're never the prettiest. You know? you got to do it in different ways. At Washington, I just feel like it's a little bit easier. I would take Washington over Virginia Tech if I was having to rank those jobs. Not by a ton, but, but again, at the Pac-12, you know, not super competitive out there right now outside of Oregon, and then Utah, you may have to play twice. Now that you say it, but look, Utah's going to win this game, Eric. I'm sorry. All right, last one, Blaine. All right, question here from John Addison. Uh, hashtag Ask Jboy. Uh, he says, have you all had a chance to kick field goals behind you, and if so, who's hitting one from the farthest distance? Crossbar? Well, listen, we, we haven't done a lot of kicking. There's been a lot of throwing. There's been a lot of crossbar, which is where you're trying to hit the crossbar. And, you know, we've had pretty even results. But one day we will do it live from here. Mm-hmm. There'll be a showdown where we'll have Cone, Blaine, and myself. Hey. We'll do – we'll throw it, crossbar, and net. We'll kick it through the field goal. And then – You talking about pump, pass, and kick? We'll have a Let's punt, do it. pass, and kick. 
I love that idea. I got to do that in the Georgia Dome when I was 12. Was Look, cool. dude, I still think one of my favorite. Did you see Andy Reid when he was a kid, when he won the punt pass and kicked yeah, out of Philly? When he looked like that, like a dad. Really? Andy Reid was the 12-year-old that's like 6'2 and mm-hmm. has facial hair. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still remember going to the SEC Championship. One of my favorite things to do was the fanfare. Oh, man. At the SEC. We, we, we torched kids. Oh, they got mad close. at us because, I mean, Blaine, I was like, 13 Blaine was like 9 or 10 but like we were out there playing did you like, body slam someone no, no, I, like hit somebody a, I hit a hitch and go on the first play and yeah, then the Blaine pointed the at a kid Blaine pointed at like this other 9 year old like, you got a penalty what's up dog like kids were crying it was a great situation it was fun uh, it was alright all kidding aside Five and one last night mm. should be six and zero. Man, oh. it felt should good. have been six and zero. Oh, I got the, bad beat it. Yeah, if, if if a Noah's Ark style flood didn't start raining in on the Central Michigan Ball State game, here's what I got tonight. We got two games. Believe it or not, there's an FCS game. They matter too. Here's what I got: Louisville playing Duke. Hate to see Cutcliffe kind of on the way out. Team's not looking good. Holmberg, the quarterback. Questionable. A lot, lot of questions about his abilities. Therefore, he's questionable. <laughs> I love Louisville right now. I think they're erratic. I think they're sporadic. But they've done some things every now and then offensively. I like Malik Cunningham. Duke's defense has struggled, man. They've struggled a lot. Give me Louisville TTP over 40 and a half. I think they score at least 42. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Then the matchup we've all been waiting on. Southeast Louisiana. Host Nichols State tonight. Oh, Flint, Michigan, Mega Bowl. Give me the under 77 and a half. Going to be a little more defense play than what they're giving them. The Colonels against the Lions. (laughs) I think it is in Southeast Louisiana. (laughs) Under 77 and a half. So Louisville TTP over 40 and a half. Give me Southeast Louisiana. And the Colonels South whipping East up some Louisiana. And you say it. there's Under no competition for LSU recruiting. Get off me. 2-0 and in the MAC last night. Woke up feeling dangerous. All right, split the MAC yesterday. Uh, had an over 56 and a half. The half was at 45. Ooh, you know, I felt great, great about it. And then they proceeded to, to score six points in the second half. Um, but that's the, that's the MAC for you. The MAC is going to what? They're going to MAC you. That's what they do. So what I'm taking tonight, I'm taking the Louisville Duke over at 16 and a half. And I know the questions about Duke's quarterback. Back, that's fine. Duke plays a little bit better at home on offense. All right, they play Pittsburgh. I believe they dropped twenty. Quarterback's questionable. Though. You got any inside they, info um, on that? Do you talk to him? Uh, maybe. Scored thirty three at Kansas. At home, Why would you not share that with home? the audience? Why would you be selfish and not share that with the audience? Well, I'm, giving you the, I'm giving you the winning bet, so take the bet. You're welcome. Oh, okay, Stalin. Keep yeah, going. that's fine. Sixteen and a half. <laughs> Louisville over. Book it. Take it. Do it now. I like it. You know what? I want to ride the Louisville train too. I want Louisville minus eleven and a half. In the first half. Ooh, you have been – look, the halves have been good to you. That Eastern Michigan half that hit, that was unbelievable. You like that unbelievable one? Unbelievable that that hit. Man, and you had just called me. Oh. You had just called me, and it was 7-6, right? 7-6. I had them three and a half. They go kick a field goal before halftime, and I would lose by the hook. They were at midfield. Couldn't get it and done. And they didn't have a – they don't really don't have, have a field a goal kicker. kicker. Yeah. His Love longest it. he made and on the year was 30. Yeah. We've had people made longer than 30 out here. Today. Yeah, Today. Western Michigan Children. special teams. <laughs> Disaster. Yeah. Anyway, nice hit. All right. Uh, little Ace has a pick. <sighs> All little right. Little Little Coney. Look. Little Coney Island. Little first quarter We've had action. an unbelievable huh? year picking picks. Or whatever that means. Baby Cone, seven and two. <sighs> Your kid's a DeGen, but a good one. <laughs> yeah, your kid's DeGen a low-key sav. That's it. He's a low-key sav. Here's what he's feeling. He's been picking quarters. And I have people hit me up all the time. They're like, I'm too afraid to play quarters. Baby quarters Cone coverage? 
No. You gonna cap, quarter quarter you half that? Yeah, you gonna cap that in case you get a one three five bark fire zone? <laughs> Speed breaker short right side three hundred box wide stick H through a fifty four X flash. And that was one of the runs. <laughs> 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 All right, so baby cone first quarter over. 13 and a half. I like it. I think, now he doesn't say human words yet, but what I could gather, I think he thinks Louisville goes up 14 in the first quarter. good, because then yeah. I would hit my first half. A lot tap. of hand movement, a lot of eye contact. Great for the over. I feel like we over. were there. Let's I feel, feel like we were there. All bet butts. Yeah. It's, That's it's, for sure. It's all working it's a, together. It's a circle. It's Synergy. Like, it's like a circle. It never ends. Mm-hmm. But... Our love for the audience never ends. Hopefully your love for us doesn't end. I appreciate you guys. Shout out to the Booster Club. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification button. Hit the like button as well. We're going to be here tomorrow. Get another outstanding show for you. Uh, We're going to get Jalen on tomorrow. Had a little technical difficulties today. But I would also just like to say I'd be remiss if I didn't say that SMU was going to beat Cincinnati this weekend. So just like Cincinnati's perfect record and the shot at the playoff, I don't care who says what, who puts them in what tier, or whatever's going on. We're going, going gone. The J-Boy Show is produced by David Cohn. Associate producer Blaine Crane. Audio engineer Faison Sharif. Executive producers Jake Crane, Vince Thompson, Steve Chamberlain, and David Cohn. Voiceover announcer Mark Aston. Please subscribe to The Volume on YouTube where you can catch us live weekdays at 3 p.m. Win the water cooler with The J-Boy Show. The Volume. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.